Welcome to week five of the Bluegrass Basketball Podcast. My name is Kayla Van Hoos, and with me is my co-host, John Moore. A lot went down this week. The All-A wrapped up, and we will open up with that. On the boys' side, a tough LCA defeated Walton Verona in the finals. LCA out-rebounded Walton Verona 28-14, to and I believe that was the difference, but John may have some more insight for us and probably talk about the other games that we saw this week, too. So, Yeah, um, first off, congrats to uh, Coach Valentine and to LCA. You know, they um, they were pretty impressive all week. They they blew out University Heights in the first game, which, you know, most of us circled that as um, the game to watch. And really, that, that was the most lopsided first-round game. Um, they have they they struggled a little bit with Knott County Central uh, in the semifinals, but ended up pulling away. I believe Knott County was up at one point twenty one to ten early in the game. They were. Um, I thought yeah. it was Knott County's game. They're a tough team, though. So well, they're, that was a good they're physical. They're physical, and that's you know they're a tough. They play a tough style. But LCA was able to get that one out. And then today, even they got up. They got up pretty big. I think they were up fourteen or fifteen at one point on Walton, and then Walton made a crazy comeback and cut it to. I think it was a two-point game with about three minutes to go, but LCA was able to finish it out. So congrats to LCA and Coach Valentine. Congrats to Kyle Rose. He was named um, the most valuable player of the tournament. I really wish that we could have seen Walton play them at full strength with their big kid, you know, we had talked about before. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, heck of a shout-out to Walton Verona for getting that far. And They, they you know, still gave them a pretty good game, right. even without their post players. So it's, no doubt. You know. They were there at the end of the day. So. Mm-hmm. Um, big shout out to them, and I just want to mention, you know, Lexington Christian is a very good team, and they're a team that preseason was ranked in the top ten or fifteen. Uh, they've been, you know, in and out of the top twenty-five rankings all year. They had they had some injuries early, but they finally got everybody back. Right. What I want what I want to mention is that if the season ended today, Lexington Christian Academy, our all A state champion, would be the three seed in their district. And we've got people that in this state that think we shouldn't have a district tournament. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that, so, I mean, now, that kind of drives they, home the point still, that we've been trying to make. So they they still they've still got some games to play, some district games, a couple of of them coming up this week, which we'll mention later on in the show. Mm-hmm. But you know, Lexington Christian with with Road Hendrickson and Hall, they're three big you know they're three big guys. They're a tough team to match up with, and they, right. you know, they they got it done. Um, with I would say, really, with relative ease, you know, they were challenged a little bit, but really, at the end of the day, they really never, they never looked like they weren't going to win any of the games that they were in. You, so you are welcome to, to correct me on this, but I feel like that now you see a lot more guard play, and you know, in our state, there's not a whole lot of big man, you know, post moves or. You know, there's just not very much of that, and I feel like that our, we're a state of guard teams for the most part. So when you have teams that have those big players, you're going to have a problem with them. Well, I think I've always – this is something that I've always believed in and something I've heard from coaches throughout the years. It's yeah. very, very hard to win a state championship or to be a successful team in this state if you don't have good guard play. And yeah. if you look in the history at the history of – the last 10 years of teams that have won the state championship, with the exception of Owensboro when they had the two big guys down low, Holman, you know, um, and the other big kid that they had. They were – everybody else has really had guards. Now, the thing about right. LCA is Hendrickson can come out and hit three-pointers. You know, he's a perimeter player. He's a knockdown mm-hmm. shooter, but he can also play inside. 
Road can handle the ball, and I really think at the next level for for Road, I think he'll be a guard at the next level. Yeah. Now, now Hall, now now Hall, he can hit the three, he can shoot it a little bit, but he's really their more you know solid interior guy. So they have some length, and they're and you know they're long, but mm-hmm. the problems in the games that they lost this year, which they play a hellacious schedule because they're in the eleventh and they're in the forty third, so. You know they've had some struggle with some teams that have quick athletic guards. So right. you know they they play a different style than a lot of people, but they're starting to finally you know get where I think they they expected to be at the beginning of the year and mm-hmm. where some people had them. You know they like I said they had some injuries early in the season, but you know but congrats to them. You know they won it. They, there's not a lot of teams that can go back and say that they won the All A State Championship and. So it's been a long time since an 11th region team has won it, too. I know Lexington Catholic won it in the early 90s when they were still mm-hmm. considered an all-A school. But since then, I'm not sure we've had one. I know LCA has been there a ton of times, and they haven't been able to do it. Frankfurt right, but they High, finally closed it out Yeah, and then year, Frank, so. Frank, Frankfurt High got there some in the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. but they weren't able to do it either. So congrats to Coach Valentine. Congrats to LCA and their group of guys, um, Cal Road. And that's a big win and some good so, momentum from here forward for them. Right, so. and they they're gonna they're gonna need it because they have you know like I said they've got they've got a couple district games coming up. They've still got to play Lafayette twice. They've still got to play Lexington Catholic again. Mm-hmm. You know they they go to Bryan Station and then they end their season at Trinity. So they've got a lot of tough ones coming up for them. Right. Hopefully this will give them the push to win some big games that they're not expected to win. Right. Well, um, you know, like I said, they they right now it's the season ended. They're the three seed in their district, mm-hmm. and you know they're good enough to be the one seed in a lot of districts. But yes, they are. They're they're in the district they're in, but they know, could come the, out my direction and really you know just be a dominant force. Well, you could go a lot of directions and be really good, but that's you know, true. Also, <laughs> you know, um, Walt Verona, obviously we got to give him a shout out. Somerset had a good had a good showing. Knott County had a good showing. Um, mm-hmm. Our guy our guy Coach S he won his first round game, and then you know he fell to um, LCA in the second round. So you know guys, you know this was a big deal for a lot of these teams. Um, I yeah. know that um, Robertson County, you know who we had talked about winning the tenth, mm-hmm. they fell in the first round. But from everything that I saw on social media, they brought an absolutely amazing crowd. Um, oh, they the traveled so well. I, yeah. I was I was given pictures, and I, I mean, I was really impressed by the the enthusiasm for the All A tournament. I think that it being at EKU again has kind of brought a little bit of new life. Not not knocking Frankfurt, but to me, that's a weird basketball venue anyway. So it just it, it makes me happier that it's back at EKU again. So I think that people traveled well. I think that it you know it was just a good environment for people to play some games in. Yep, definitely. And uh, I want to talk about the girls' side. Uh, Murray, of course, is your champion. They mm-hmm. uh, they faced a very tough Shelby Valley team at the end. Right. Both seem to have kind of a walk in the park on, on the way to the final game. But, you know, Shelby Valley being kind of a young team, they couldn't find an answer for Alex Mays and Macy Turley. Macy Turley is up for Mrs. Basketball. So, oh, she's you know, legit. Now, you know, who yeah. her, you know who her grandfather is. Is it Curtis? I asked it somebody. It is Curtis. I, I wondered. I asked the somebody legend. if she was related to Curtis. Curtis is actually um, – he holds the record for number of coaching jobs in the state of Kentucky. So and you know what? Like, there's not even any doubt. Mm-hmm. I, love, I, love, I love Curtis. But he's yeah. been everywhere and anywhere. Okay? He has. <laughs> he was also the first head coach 
in the history of Martha Lane Collins High School there in Shelby County. I did know that. He coached at Bowling Green. He coached at Lexington Catholic. He's coached everywhere and anywhere in between. But great guy. But, yes, that is his granddaughter. So, um, Mays had 22 points and eight rebounds. So, that's a stellar game for her. They just played well. Um, both the boys' all-A and girls' all-A finals seemed to be decided by rebounds because both teams got out-rebounded pretty heavily. Um, I do think that Shelby Valley will be back because they have this eighth grader named Cassidy Rowe, and she is just Oh, I've heard all legit. about her. I heard she's really good. She and, you is. Know, that's, they, they were another team that brought a lot of good community support. Um, and I was really – another thing I wanted to talk about when you brought the girls up, you know, Murray and Mayfield are from the first region. And their fans, actually, when the Mayfield boys were playing, the Murray fans – and the Murray girls basketball team came and cheered on the Mayfield boys. And I saw the, that the, the Mayfield fans and the Mur- and the Mayfield boys came and cheered on the Murray girls. I think that's the, awesome. the boys made their own shirts to cheer for the girls. I thought that was great. And, you know, I'm for supporting whichever region you're out of. That's kind of how we are in the state tournament. You know, whichever team represents our region, we're kind of pulling for them, unless they beat us, of course. But uh, <laughs> So you're you telling know. me if Paintsville made the, re- the state tournament, you're going to be cheering for Paintsville? Uh, who did they beat in the in the region finals? Is what I want to know. That's that's got to, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. I know, but you know, I kind of I have a certain amount of love for Paintsville anyway, just because you know, even though we're at Johnson Central now, Jr. played there. They still got his picture up on the wall and all of his accolades. You know, he's in their Hall of Fame. You know, of course, we still got love for Tiger Town, but they are a very nasty rival of ours right now, and it's it's hard to. Love them, but you do anyway, if that makes sense. You know, you you appreciate it. So, um, anyway, about Shelby Valley, the majority of their cast is pretty young. I think you're going to hear a lot out of them, and you'll probably see them winning all in the near future. Maybe make some uh, noise in, in the regular state tournament. I think they might win more than one all in the future. Yes. And Cassidy, she drops dimes, man. Talk about somebody that just makes stuff happen. I have mm-hmm. never seen a kid that can pass like her. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, since we're talking about girls, there's just one more thing I want to bring up about the girls. Okay. The girl, the girls' LIT was this weekend. Now, the the difference in the girls and the boys' LIT is the girls' LIT still does it old school where they invite four teams from outside of Louisville to compete in it. So the finals were actually Mercer County girls, who we've talked about, the Phoenix mm-hmm. Champions, and Sacred Heart. Now, Sacred Heart and Mercer played early in the year at Mercer, and Mercer, like, had a miraculous win down the stretch. Mm-hmm. It was a real close game, and Mercer pulled it out. Now, I will say that they had to play two games in the day. It's like yeah. the old state tournament style. And I I don't know if this is true or not, but I'd heard that Mercer, after they won their first semifinal game, actually drove back to Harrodsburg and then mm-hmm. drove back that night. Well, they came and played Sacred Heart, and Sacred Heart beat them 35. Wow. 35. So, now, obviously, I know that they had played you know, four or five days in a row because they played mm-hmm. some regularly scheduled games before the LIT. But I so think you think fatigue the got to them? or I think a little bit of that, and I think yeah. it's another one of those things, you know, I hate to say it doesn't matter because it does matter, but they're going to probably see each other again. I'm not yeah. going to take it. I'm not going to look and say that Mercer is 35 points. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to say Sacred Heart is 35 points better than Mercer. Right. It's going to be one of those nights. But since we were talking about girls, I just want to throw that in there because I know that was one of the bigger – Games around the um, state and, this weekend, and both of those programs are well coached. They're, oh, very well coached. They have they have just developed a, somewhat of a dynasty there. So that you know, 
anybody that got to watch that game probably enjoyed themselves, even though it was a 30-point, you know, victory. Right. Um, no we'll we'll talk about um, big games that happened this week. There were some pretty big wins from what I saw. Um, Christian County beat Hoptown 105 to 92. Mm-hmm. So, big game. Um, yeah. You know that's a big rivalry. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they're in the same town, and that you know University Heights is right there too. But that is a um, a huge rivalry. And now Coach Stovall, who was a coach at Christian County the year that they won the state tournament, he was there forever. You know, mm-hmm. he had retired. Well, he's back. He's coaching Christian County again. Um, and Christian County did come away with the win. And I'm going to go ahead and give our player of the week since we're talking about the Christian County Hopstown game. Okay. The, the Torian Ware from Christian County, who is a guy that played a lot of minutes for them mm-hmm. um, from the year he from his sophomore year on. He was one of their main guys on that team that was, you know, 30 and two or something coming to the state tournament in 2016, and they got they got upset by South Ball in the first round. He's one of those guys that he's one of the few remaining guys left over from that group. He scored 51 points against wow. Hawkinsville. Okay, and if you go to Twitter, I'm sure we can get you to tweet the link. Chris Young, the guy that we talk about that always is our Western Kentucky. That's guy. my guy. If anybody represents Western Kentucky, it's Chris Young. He really he, sends me information every day, and I love it. I appreciate he's that. He's got he's got a video of this dunk where mm-hmm. Detorian Ware came down the lane and dunked. On about the whole city of Hopkinsville. He sent it um, to me, and I and I and I retweeted it. And my only response was just, "Oh my God!" No, oh, man. Know. And he's good now. Let me tell you, the thing about Torian, he was known for a long time as a shooter because he is, he's knocked down and he can shoot it. He can shoot it from the volleyball line. Okay, right. he he can hit it, but he's really worked on his handling. He's really worked on his getting to the basket, finishing around the rim. He's lost a little bit of weight. Um, you know, he's got himself in shape. So he had an absolutely outstanding game. You know, the kids that have been at Hoptown that haven't been eligible to play, uh, John, um, Johnson and Cager, they're playing. They both played. So it was an electric atmosphere. You know, it's one of those things. You know, University Heights is going to obviously be in the mix. But yep. there's a chance that those two could play, again, you know, district, regional tournament, one of those – those two of those three probably. So – Now, I've know. been hearing – I've been hearing Detorian's name all season long anyway. You know, that that's definitely one of their bigger deals in that area. Um, and I think you're right. I think it's going to be Christian County and Hoptown at the end of the day, and and maybe UHA, UHA is the uh, dark horse in the situation. Well, you know, I, I know UHA beat one of the. I think they beat Hoptown. Obviously, Hoptown didn't have the kids now that they have out right. there playing. But um, you know, that was a big game. So, congrats to the Torian Ware for our Player of the Week. You score 51 points at Hoptown against they Hoptown. Come away with the win. Win, and you just dunked on the whole city. I'm giving you players. Of the week, he, he earned it. Definitely earned it. Um, Bowling Green and Warren Central played. Looks like Bowling they Green did. came away with a victory there, and I was they surprised did. by that one. I really thought I, it, I thought this was Warren Central's year for sure. You well, know, I, I'm not going to say it's still not Warren Central's year. I think overall Warren Central may have the better team, but right. But I, I thought they got before, to see Big Brother this year. You know what I mean? I well, thought they were. Well, I thought they were going to be beating like up on Bowling said, Green. So, like I've said before, it's a rivalry. Yep. Okay. Skylar Potter, who we've talked about before, had 12 points in the first quarter, mm-hmm. finished with 20. So they were able to kind of hold him down the rest of the game. Right. Um, you know, the Bowling Green and Warren Central is always going to be a battle. I think people were ready to crown Warren Central as kings of the fourth region again, and that's fine. I, I was. That both yeah, Bowling Green, Bowling Green lost a ton of guys. Right. But at the end of the day, they still have 
that winning mentality. Jerry is key. It's still there, who was a mm-hmm. big contributor on their team for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, they know how to win. They're, they're a new coach, but he's been a part of the program. And so there's not going to be a whole lot of turnover. But all this tells me is, is the same thing it says every year about the fourth region. Bones and Warren Central, and then everybody else. And exactly. until somebody in that region can upset them and get that situation figured out, I'm sorry if you don't want to hear it out there in the fourth region, mm-hmm. but it's the truth. It's just the truth. They they just do it at a different level. So, congrats, congrats to Bowling Green for beating Warren Central. They'll yep. probably play in the district championship. They'll probably play in a regional championship. So, um, I think it's just kind of, you know, I had seen a lot of people saying, oh, it's Warren Central's year, Bowling Green, you know, da, 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 da. and I get that. They probably are more talented on paper, but they mm-hmm. don't play the game. They don't play the games on paper. So, well, I mean, I, I was guilty of that speculation myself. So, you know, they proved me wrong with that with that win, and that was a pretty good win, sixty six to fifty seven. You know, but that, you know, that has to be a good game to watch. You know, so if you're in oh, that I, area, why would you not well, you get know, the Bowling Green Warren Central game? I, you know, I was in. I was lucky enough to see a lot of those games when I was in college. Um, mm-hmm. That was when Warren Central was really making their run to state tournament too. So, but then I remember when Shane Bahan was playing at um, Bowling Green and George Fant was playing at Warren Central, mm-hmm. I drove down I drove down one night to Bowling Green to watch the game and it was awesome. It was a great it was a great atmosphere. So um it's a, it's always a good game. But I think it just shows that Bowling Green was saying, Hey, don't write us off yet. We're still here. Right. Ballard and Fern Creek, they went at it this week too. Uh, yeah, Ballard. you know, Ballard got them. You know, yep. and here's the thing. You know, I don't think you or I would have either said that they got that win, if, I, if I'm not well, mistaken. Well, we did, we did talk about how Fern Creek had some injuries. They've mm-hmm. been bitten a little bit by the injury and the sickness bug. And, yeah. you know, they haven't been playing their best lately. But from everything that I understand, everybody was healthy, ready to go, and all that. So, you know, the game was, the game was, at, was at Ballard, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so they were able to win it. It was a close game. I know Fern Creek led most of the first half. Yeah. And then Ballard, Ballard, you know, made a run late and got at, got after him. So, you know, seventy-two to sixty-six was the final score of that one. Yeah, so it was it, it was pretty close the whole way. Yeah. It sounds like it's another it's another you know just example of Ballard is really really good, and they're maybe not the best team in their region because Trinity's in their region. Well, and and another example of you can't ever count out Ballard. Anyway. No, never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever. They're always they're always there somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about – well, before we get to the Scott County game, let's go on to, to Madison Central and Trinity first. We'll we'll do the Scott County game last. Okay. Um, Madison Central beat Trinity by one. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I saw that score, I wish somebody could have taken a picture of my face because, I mean, Madison Central is good. But all day long I would have given Trinity that win. Well, I want to say something because I think that this – a lot of people don't probably don't know this until I say it. Trinity did not have their point guard. I didn't know that either. So because the people that that, that like to post things out there, they don't like to put out there that certain people didn't play any games. Right. I always try to, if I know, I always try to list their DNPs because that matters. All right. Because there's another game that I'm going to talk about with a DNP. Okay. But either way, their sophomore point guard Justin Powell, who I've talked about before, who I think mm-hmm. might end up being the best one on the team, right. did not play. Okay, that makes a huge difference. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not going to take anything away from Madison Central because they're very good, they're mm-hmm. very well coached, and the one right. thing Madison Central does is they play Trinity and they play Ballard and they play Covington Catholic every year. 
Right, they don't back down from that either. They, and they don't have to play them. Yeah. The thing is, they play those teams, and then they play everybody in the 11th region. Yep. Okay? So, you know, I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to take anything away from, from what Coach Fellhouse and what Madison Central does because I think it's absolutely awesome. I think he's doing the right thing, too. You know, you've got to play people that are tougher than you to get better. So, right. No doubt. So, not shy away from that. And to make, you know, he's not so much worried about his win-loss record as, as much as how are we going to compete at the end of the season. And right. and he's a good enough coach to where he can feel that way about his schedule and get his kids prepared. And I give, I, and I give the exact same amount of credit to Coach Debo at Trinity because he'll go play anybody, too. Yeah. But that that's a big win for Madison Central, you know, a couple of years down the road, we'll be able to look back and say, hey, they beat Trinity by one, and we'll not remember who played, who didn't play. So that's that's a big win on their record, you know, very, either very way. True. Very true. Um, and they, they've got Ballard coming up this weekend. They do. And, you know, I think that will be a good game to watch. I, I yep. think people are sleeping on it, but I think that getting to that game would be enjoyable for anybody mm-hmm. that likes high school basketball. It's at, at Madison Central High School. Mm-hmm. So by February 3rd in Richmond. So if you'd like to go see a good – Two high quality basketball teams. Go check that one out for sure. John Harden played Oldham County. Yeah, and this is an interesting game to me because most of the year, John Harden in the fifth region has been one of the top teams we've talked about. They've got Mickey Pearson, who is a mm-hmm. Mr. Basketball candidate. I'm with St. Louis. And then Oldham County has been one of the top teams in the eighth all year. Them and Walton, Verona, obviously. And right. so they played, you know, I always like when we have these inter region matchups where you have two teams from different regions playing, and they're both, you know, teams that this is this could be a preview of a state tournament, you know, matchup. But in, either way, the game was played at John Harden, and they won, John Harden won 73-46. to 46. That's you a know, big that's, score. That's a big score. And, you know, you look at Oldham County, and like I said, they're one of the top teams in the eighth region. They're 19-4, and four, okay? So mm-hmm. they've only lost, they've lost to Lafayette, they lost to South Oldham, and That's a big to, difference for for Oldham County in general. Yeah. Uh, did everybody play for Oldham County? As far as I know, they did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, people don't always post that stuff. Right. So, you know, it's really easy to say. Well, that's a that's a big W for John Harden, though, because Oldham County is always competitive. And that was in that Nathan McCurry Classic, right? Right, yes. And that, yes. that was a pretty good event with, mm-hmm. with some pretty good teams in it. Now, do you have any other games you want to talk about that were big before we talk about the Scott County Brown Station game? I don't really have any. There's some things that I want to talk about that that come after the Scott County Brown Station game okay. for both teams. So we'll, let's get into the Scott County Brown Station. Let's, let's game. talk about it. I'll go ahead and drop the score on you, and we can go from there. Seventy-two okay. to fifty-eight, Scott County mm-hmm. wins. Yes. You and I were both. We kind of back and forth. I picked Scott County because they've been my number one forever. And right. um, you gave Brian Station a nod because both of these teams are, are pretty close in talent, and they, you know, mm-hmm. could have went either way. It shocked me when Scott County pulled away so big well, in the second half. I, I picked I picked Brian Station because the game was at home. It was yeah. at Brian Station. Now right. I went to the game. I was at the game. Okay. Yeah. And at packed halftime, out. packed house. They had to close the doors. Fire marshal closed the doors, which was awesome to see. Yes. Yeah. Um, at halftime, it was 40 to 28, Bryan Station. And Eric Boone was just controlling the game on both ends of the court. Mm-hmm. There was like less than a minute left, and he went, on a, he went on his own 5-0 run. So, you know, they were jacked, and they were ready to go. And, and Scott County, 
they they were missing a lot of easy buckets. They were yep. missing stuff right around the rim, stuff that you're not used to seeing Scott County do. But mm. credit to Coach Hicks, credit to those kids at Scott County. They came out and they started the third quarter on a 20 to two run. I remember, you know, I texted you what the halftime score was. It's hard to recover. And, from, it's hard to recover from that kind of run. It is, and you know, I remember I texted you the halftime score, and you were like, "Wow." And then I texted you the third quarter score, and you were like, what happened, you know? Yeah, I was like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, you know, here's the thing. That game. I thought it was a typo at first, John. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like, wait a minute. No. Um, (laughs) It's just, that is such a, that is such an emotional game for Scott County, Bryan Station. It's more emotional for Bryan Station than it is for Scott County because the Bryan Station you know, you grow up playing in that district and you hear how good Scott County is and just want to beat them, beat them, beat them. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Do you think Bryan they wanted State, it too bad and they got too hyped like you said they might do? I, and... I think I think they spent so much energy in the first half defensively. I think they yeah. retired. I really do. Now, you know, but at the end of the day, Michael Moreno for Scott County finished the game with 25 points and 19 rebounds. Okay. He wow. was a man. And early in the first half, you know, he he really wasn't – he wasn't – Finishing around the rim, and mm-hmm. he, was, he was kind of shying away from contact. And I read big man struggles. Yeah, I read his quotes in the newspaper, and he said, "You know, Coach Hicks challenged me at halftime, and and mm-hmm. so he he answered the bell. Um, it was a great game. It was a great atmosphere. You know, like I said, it was packed house. They closed the doors. It was one in, one out. You know, one out, one in kind of deal mm-hmm. with the fire marshal there. So um, it was what high school basketball is all about, and which we never see, see anymore, and we right. love to see more of it. I, you know, I don't mind sitting elbow to elbow. I love it. So you, there, there are some other things you want to talk about after this Scott County Brown Station, right, which I'm still, right. I'm still shocked about. Uh, I still can't believe that the score was that one-sided at the end of the day, especially given Brown Station having that lead in the first half. I kind of would like to have been in the locker room to see what Coach Hicks said. You know what I mean? Like that had to be one of those, one of those great coach moments. Well, I don't know how. Do you know Coach Hicks very well? Yes. Okay. Well, you know how Coach Hicks is, and I can only imagine the things that were being said. So, um, but shout, but shout out, shout out to to Brian or to Scott County for getting the win. Now, what I want to talk about next is Brian Station mm-hmm. played at Sayer the very next night. Now, for right. those of you who don't know, Sayer is in their district, so that's a district game, and they play the way it does. They do it there. Sayer plays everybody in their district once and counts it for two games. So. Is Sayer the only school that does that in that district? Or yeah, yes, yeah, they're the only school that does that that I know of. And I'm not sure there's somebody else around the state what, that does it. But can you, maybe can you try to get your head around why they do that? Because I don't, I'm not understanding. Honestly, that. you want to know the honest truth of it? Yes. Because on in most years, most years Sayer is is they're a small private yeah. school. They don't have a high enrollment. Mm-hmm. They just they don't usually compete on a high level with. Is it kind of like, like a Pierrist out here? Like no, no, they're better than they're better than Pierrist. Well, I know they're better than that, but it's kind of similar. Well, the situation. thing is, they're they're not going to compete on a high level year in and year out with mm-hmm. your Scott Counties, your Bryan Stations, and your Henry Clays. They're just not going to. So they don't, you know, they want to schedule. They want to have an opportunity to schedule a couple extra games against teams of their level. So that way, if they only play those teams once, they open up some move. They open up some dates on their schedule. Now, having said that, last mm-hmm. year. You know, Sayer got to the semifinals 11th region tournament. They, they got out of that district. So, mm-hmm. now that was a rare year, and, and I think their coach would be, would be the first to admit that. So, But most years, the, the reason they do that, you know, is to save themselves opportunity to open up some schedules 
some, some room on their some schedule winnable, for some, winnable games some, and some more competitive type games because right. year in and year out they're not going to be able to compete. I'm not knocking that coach for doing that. I just didn't know why. And well, I, well wanted, I wanted and, to understand and before it. Before you know? we say it, it's not that coach's decision. Yeah. Okay, that's been right. that's been their policy for a long time. It's there. Well, so it's not a coach decision. That's a school wide mm-hmm. policy there. So, right. Well, you know, and if you're just you know if you're playing a team that's got. 12 or 1300 kids and you've got two or 300 you know it's just it ends up being kind of a little unfair in, in the first place you know and and i think it's a good decision if it works for them then that's fine i just you know i just didn't know i just wanted a yeah explanation for for why right it, it does make sense so, so back to my thing though about yeah. this game so sayer so so brian station goes to sayer right and plays and eric boone rolls his ankle okay Mm-hmm. And so, as a precautionary measure, they take them out for the rest of the game. They end up winning the game comfortably. Mm-hmm. Well, then, two days later, Dunbar comes to Brian Station to play. Right. Now, next week, we have Frederick Douglass, Scott County, Brian Station all play each other district mm-hmm. games. Okay? So, Coach Johnson at Brian Station makes the decision that instead of allowing Eric Boone to play a game against Dunbar, which, yes, it's a rivalry game, yes, it's a city game, but... Right. They're more worried about still trying to be able to get that one seed in that district. Mm-hmm. And to do that, they need to beat Scott County this week to at least make it a tie and try and force a coin flip. So he kind of rested So he Eric rested Boone. Eric Boone. He doesn't play Eric Boone, which I have no problem with it. I think it's a smart strategy. And then Dumb- and Dumball beats him. Yes. And, and to, me, to me, there's two things I take away from that. Number one, how valuable is Eric Boone to Brian mm-hmm. Session High School? Because the first time they played, you know, Brian Station beat Dunbar by 10 points. So yeah. the turnaround, you know, Eric Boone's a difference maker. He might mm-hmm. be the most valuable player to his team in the state. That's why I think he's a serious contender for Mr. Basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Very well take, deserved, too. So. Very well. So the second thing I take away from that is, you know, Dunbar's coming on now. Mm-hmm. They've beat, you know, they've won three. They've, they beat South Laurel this weekend at South Laurel. Coach Chalk no. has been so frustrated this season because it's kind of a down year and rebuilding for him, and everybody goes through that. I think about every five to six years. Well, yeah. And, but I think that you know he knows what he's doing. His his kids are finally you know they're buying in. Things are kind of happening for them, and they're they're getting a couple of good wins mm-hmm. and maybe some momentum coming into the district tournament. So so Dunbar is somebody I really wouldn't ever count out. And if, and like we've always said before, yes, I have bought. I used to coach at Dunbar. I yes. love those kids. Coach Josh, one of my good friends, so I want them. To, I want them to be successful and do well. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I say to that. But now back to the Bryan Station Scott County situation. Mm-hmm. They they play again this week. They actually play Tuesday at Scott County. So I recommend going to that game. Yes, for sure. If Scott County wins the game, mm-hmm. Scott County will be the one seed in the district tournament. Bryan Station would be the two and have to play Henry Clay in that two three game. And if we don't, that's don't a dangerous forget, two three. Well, it's let's not forget Brian Station and Henry Clay played a couple weeks ago, and Brian Station won by one point. Mm-hmm. And that's a big rivalry, Henry Clay and Brian Station. So once again, a two three game in the district that will be huge if it comes down the way. And so, most Scott likely, County, most likely a packed house. Right, Scott County and Brian Station do not want to play Henry Clay in that two three game. I promise you, they don't. No, because they Henry Clay has the tools to send either one of them packing. So. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, Henry Clay went to Trinity early in the week last week and gave them a game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's not, you know, that's the importance of that. So 
Brian's facing Scott County round two this week at Scott County. You know, that's, that's so if if Brian Station wins, does that mean they split and have to flip for one? Um, well, there's still a couple of games to be played. You know, they have gotcha. to. You know, like I think Scott County has to play Henry Clay again. I know Brian Station and Douglas have to play again. So it's not like that an upset can't happen. Mm-hmm. But if if they do, if Brian Station wins, then they will be there will be a coin flip. Yeah. If everything goes to chalk like it should, but there would be a coin flip. So. Everybody across the state seems to be playing catch up with their district games. Um, I know just from my perspective, Johnson Central has three district games this week, so mm-hmm. that's that's going to be tough. Um, I, I look forward to seeing how that district pans out with Scott County and Bryan Station. I, I do think that Scott County will get the one seed, but you can't you can't ever tell. Well. No, I, I do. I do want to say I do think that Scott County will win um, this week. I think it'll be a close mm-hmm. game, but mm-hmm. I do. I, I mean, Scott County, they're tough to beat at home, and mm-hmm. you know it'll be packed house, and those people really come out. And the one thing, you know, Scott County gets a hard time. A lot of people give Coach Hicks a hard time. They say, "Oh, he recruits. He does this. He does that." And there have been kids that have moved into Georgetown and played for Billy Hicks. <laughs> I'm not going to take that away, okay? Right. But the majority of his team. This year, mm-hmm. his key contributors are all Georgetown kids. They've been playing yeah. there since middle school. They did have one transfer. You know, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm going to always keep it real on this thing. I'm always going to keep mm-hmm. it the podcast on our podcast. I'm going to tell you the truth, okay? But Cooper Rob, Bryce Long, Michael Moreno, those kids are Georgetown kids, and they've been there, and they're Scott County kids. So the community this year is really invested in what they're doing more so than usual. So I exactly. think that it's going to be a big, big crowd there. Um, this week for that game. But listen, you know, about Scott County and the whole assumption of recruitment and things like that, you know, I'm just going to give you a little bit of insight of things around here. There are no industries here in Eastern Kentucky. There really aren't. There are no good jobs left, really, unless you're a professional of some sort. So those, those people that did hard labor and, you know, they have the opportunity to go work at Toyota. So sometimes you'll see an instance where parents can better themselves and better their kids' situation. So I'm not upset when people get a good job at Toyota, which is one of our biggest industries in Kentucky, and leave the small town that they were, you know, struggling in. That That's what happens sometimes. And I think I think that people kind of just assume that, oh, well, Toyota University, yada, yada. You know, you hear that all the time. But sometimes it's legitimate and it's good for the whole family when those kids relocate from somewhere that isn't as well off as Georgetown. I've seen it time and time again of people that I know personally, they do better because they move. So it's just, you know, I'm not mad about things like that. And I and I do not agree with transferring. You and I have talked about this time and time again. But sometimes it's legitimate, and people are trying to make better for themselves. So well, I don't, I don't think that Scott County goes out and goes after the kids to the I don't extent think so that they either. that they used to. I think it's gotten into a situation where they don't have to go get them. I think they come on their own. Now I'm gonna tell you this, and I love Coach Hicks. I've known him yeah. for a long time. I, I played with his son. You know, mm-hmm. I've known Coach Hicks a long time. He went and got Rick Jones. Okay, yeah. Rick, Rick Jones was at Corbin. He went and got that's fine. <laughs> but, you know, that's not the situation anymore. So, no. Um, but either way, I don't want to get into the whole transfer, all that talk. Brian well, Station, I mean, we grab about that. We grab about that privately enough. So, right. Brian Station, Scott County, round two mm-hmm. this week. Big game. So, um, be there. House, if you have a chance to go, get there. 
All right, so I want to talk about some KABC stuff because right. I don't know if if most of our listeners know, but I am kind of now Coach Chalk's right-hand man, woman, whatever, for the KABC. Um, I have sent out your voting ballots for Player of the Year and Coach of the Year. So that's a very important accolade for, for yourself and your you know your players. Make sure you get a vote in. It's not hard. It's an email. All you got to do is reply to it. Make sure you vote. Voting ends on Friday. We right. we we've pumped people all season long to try to get them to register on KBC. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to me. My email has been in your inbox a million times in the last two months. I know it. So if anybody needs any help with voting or anything like that, just reach out to me because voting for Player of the Year and Coach of the Year is so important. You can't vote for your own kids or yourself, but you know if you give a vote, you may get a vote. That's kind of how that works. So well. Here's something I want to say about this, okay? okay? I just want to remind some people that you cannot make sure you know the rules here. You don't, you can't vote for any of your own players, right. okay? Make sure that you do vote for someone that is a senior because this is a yeah. senior-only award. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, coaches, if you're assistant coaches, you obviously get to vote. You can't vote for your own head coach. You can't vote for yourself on that, which we've had happen in the past. Yeah. Also, <laughs> um, if, you're, if a player on your team is – the winner or the you know or runner-up player of the year in their region, that is an automatic invitation to the Kentucky Indiana All-Star Tryouts. Yes. Okay. So think about how important it is. That is, you know, that's a huge, huge deal if you make Kentucky Indiana All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And if you have a chance to come to tryouts, I know from having been at tryouts before and helping, you know, being at tryouts and watching tryouts and stuff like that. There are kids that come every year from somewhere that they really don't have a lot of pub around them. Well, they don't. They're not very well known, mm-hmm. and they they end up making the team because, because of their they, skill level, right? And and if you, I, I hate to see when we have a kid that is voted player of the year or runner up player of the year, and we say, okay, player X from school Y, and we look and school Y isn't a, doesn't have anybody registered as a member. You have to be registered to right. for your kid to receive this award. That's the the thing that we emphasize the most. It's required, which means your school can pay for it and it'd be a red book written expense because it keeps you, it prevents your kids from getting an award if you don't pay for this right. KABC mm-hmm. membership. The only thing, the minimum amount you have to spend to do that is $20. Your head coach is the only one that has to be registered. Now, if you do a school membership, then you get five boys coaches and five girls coaches registered. So to me, that makes more sense, you know, money-wise, but... That's really all it takes, and that's the only thing that will get your kids eligible is to be a KBC member, a paid KBC member school. Your kids cannot win this award if you are not registered, so do not knock your kid out of that. That's very important. And right. and as far as the, the Kentucky Indiana All-Star game, I think – I don't know if you believe this or not, but I think it is back on the rise. You know, the KBC has taken charge of kind of running the event, I think mm-hmm. that people will enjoy it more. Attendance will go back up. I think it's going to be fun this year. So really get your kids, you know, that vote, that nomination so they can try out for the team and, you know, just enjoy the experience of being one of the greatest players in the state. So Hey, and you know, we won a game last year. You know, we, we hadn't did. won a game we hadn't won a game in a long time. My boy Tavion Hollingsworth had to go ahead and get us a bevy. He did. Yes, it was like way, thirteen does, years though. Who does he play college basketball for? Western Kentucky University. That's right. How'd they do this weekend? That's right. They beat Marshall again. They did, but it was a closer game. 
Yeah, well, it couldn't have been any. It couldn't have been as bad as it was the last time. Like thirty points last time. We had to make well, it a little bit. Well, the herd didn't down. really. The herd didn't really show up for the last game. I'm assuming, but um, this game was closer. It was better. But you're not going to stop. You're just not going to stop Justin Johnson and Tavion. You're just not going to do it. Do I have to sing? Do I need to sing the Western fight song on the podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I feel like you can't. Stand up. Okay, stop. Go ahead. I feel like you can't sing, so we're gonna say we're gonna spare our listeners. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, all right, we're gonna move forward. John and I have decided that we're gonna start a "Where Are They Now?" segment of our podcast because he and I both kind of like to give nods to the history of the state and their and their legends. Um, my favorite legends are from a different place than his legends, but what we really want you to do is. Kind of give us feedback on who you want to hear from. We don't really want to get on here and talk about your Goose Givens because everybody kind of knows where Goose is at. He's at a Kentucky game somewhere. Um, but, you know, maybe you're kind of unsung heroes, you know, a team that had never won the region tournament and somebody kind of carried them there for the first time in school history, you know. We we have the, the ability to do the research, get a hold of these people and find out what they're doing, and we're going to have them on our podcast. So... Mm-hmm. If you guys can think of anybody you kind of just thought, what happened to that guy? You know, mm-hmm. let us know. We we want to talk about him from Western Kentucky to Eastern Kentucky. We're we're all about it. So definitely, definitely. Um, I kind of had a thought of maybe Scott Hunley, but you know that's a Mr. Basketball. People are kind of they they're kind of familiar well, with him. No, so, and he just got he just got out of coaching. He was he, he was coaching at Woodford County for a long time. He so. was. He's an athletic director now, I think. Yes. But, but you know, even even a little bit lesser known than Scott Hundley, just your you know your average guys that that really did something for you and your community. We'd like to hear about it and maybe kind of help you figure out where they're at now and what they're doing and how how basketball impacted their life. So that's going to be a new a new short segment on our podcast starting next week. So we also are talking about this week our favorite gyms. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give mine first, and John's going to give his. My very favorite gym in the entire state is Henry County. Have you ever been uh, there, John? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Have I ever been there? Have you been there? <laughs> of course I've been there. That the is the best. The tournament is awesome yes. at Henry County. That is the best gym in the state, hands down. I'm sorry to everybody else. I love it so much. It's just so nostalgic, and the way that it's made, laid out, I love it. And I went there for a Christmas tournament last season and they mm-hmm. made me feel so welcome and it was just I mean even the even the fans there are awesome. It's just a great environment. It's exactly what you want high school basketball to be. Yeah. Of course it's great I'm place. it is. Of course I'm gonna give and the people in Henry County are awesome too. And I actually got mm-hmm. to meet meet some of the kids from um from Collins and they've kept in close touch with me on bluegrass basketball as well. So I get to hear about Collins and I get to hear about Cal because they were in that that tournament as well. So it, it yeah. kind of let me make some connections of, of teams that I've not really been in touch with. So I'm always going to kind of love Henry, Henry County High School for that. Henry County is an awesome place. If you if you get a chance, go um, the night they do the eighth region semifinal. Mm-hmm. When you know they have the two games, oh, man, it's awesome. awesome. And I'm sure awesome it's packed. Oh, now, yeah. Now, the bleachers go all the way around except for the far end where it has the stage. But I love I love having that that set of bleachers at the end. I, I can't right. explain that. It's almost yeah. like a bowl. Preston's very cool. It's a pretty They're cool similar. place. Yeah, 
it is. Prestonsburg High School is similar, but Prestonsburg doesn't have the the heritage like Henry County does. So it's like mm-hmm. you walk in in Henry County and you feel it. So right. that's what it's all about for me. I'm also going to tell you, everybody's expecting me to say this. I love the Wayland High School gym. It's not a school anymore, but I spend all kinds of time in there for no good reason. But you know, sometimes I just put up shots at Wayland. Um, great old gym. That's where King Kelly played. I love it. Knott County has an incredible gym as well. Huge, huge place. And they're crazy about their, their team as well. I, I think I like going to gyms where people are crazy about their teams. Um, it helps. And right. then South Warren is the last one, but they have one of the nicest gyms I've ever laid eyes on. It's new. Huge. It's newer. It, you know, it's, it's, a, yeah, newer school, so. it's brand new. So, you know, of course, it's nice and clean and big and you know, their enrollment helped probably get a gym that large. So yep. it's nice. It is very nice. Now, now you can tell us about your favorite gyms. I hope I didn't steal any of yours. So no, I mean Henry County's on the list, but mm-hmm. that's that's a great place. I have a couple. Um, the first one I want to talk about actually is the Frankfurt Civic Center, which they have now mm-hmm. finished completely tearing down. Yes. You know, um, oh, that's the a, one that I said doesn't a, feel like a basketball venue. It doesn't feel that it. way to me. That's 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 fine. But to me, I have a lot of good memories there. I played a lot of games in there. I coached yeah. a lot of games in there. And as a child, when I was when I was ten years old, you know, I'm from Frankfort. I went to Franklin County High School, played there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where my first coaching job was. You know, Franklin County won the regional tournament in 1995 mm-hmm. over Lexington Catholic, and the finals were at you know the Frankfort Civic Center. Right. Um, and it was it was it's like a profound moment in my life, you know. I remember it because I was such a big Franklin County fan, and you know that was my community and that was my place. So, what grade were that. you in then? I was in the fifth grade. Mm-hmm. So, so you were a little kid, just really enjoying yeah. some hot. Oh basketball. man, it was awesome! And you know, you know, I just remember I can remember moments from that game, and it was mm-hmm. awesome. And you know, I won when I was when I was coaching at Franklin County, you know, we played the district tournament down there every year and I won some games in the district tournament, won a district mm-hmm. district championships down there. Um so it was always a um a cool place for me. And I know some people don't look at it as a basketball gym mm-hmm. but I think it's more of the memories in there that I have. Right. It's one of my favorite places. Um so that's one of my um my favorite gyms. Another you know, one of my go ahead. Uh, some pe- some people probably feel that way about, you know, here in the 15th region, we host the region tournament at the Eastern Kentucky Expo Center. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's just cold and cement and just too big for that kind of tournament. But, you know, there's probably some fifth graders that are making those same memories like you. So you right. just never know what means what right. to somebody else. So Right, no doubt. Um, yeah. Another one of my favorite gyms is the old Lexington Catholic High School gym. Now, I know people now, they go to the Lexington Catholic and they have a nice gym and mm-hmm. – they have a traditional bank tournament every day, every year there. But before they built that gym, there's an old, it's a small gym. I mean, it, it reminds me of like an older Eastern Kentucky gym. Right. But it's very small. And, you know, for years, Catholics have been good. So before they built this new gym, you know, everybody was packed in there. I mean, it was packed in there tight. And I really, it's dark and it's just old and I really like that place. So um, it was another one of my favorite gyms. And then lastly, um, is Marshall County, which I think we need to take a moment and talk about, you know, what happened at Marshall County this past week. Um, I saw a lot of schools around the state 
doing um, the Marshall Strong thing, mm-hmm. doing the T-shirts, wearing, you know, people like Franklin County and Western Hills played this, this week, and that's a big rivalry. And mm-hmm. Coach, Wise, Coach Wise and Coach Cody, you know, they raised money and sold shirts and, all you know, did a GoFundMe and everything. And I know a lot of rivals around the state from eastern, western Kentucky, central Kentucky, a lot of teams did a lot of good things wearing orange and blue. I know Pendleton, I'm, I'm pretty sure Pendleton County and Harrison County did that. Um, you know, so I, I, I want to take a moment to say that, you know, it's an absolute tragedy what happened at Marshall County this week. Yeah. An absolute tragedy. And we, um, you know, I, I pray for those kids and I pray for those the families affected in that community. Um, I've had the privilege of going to Marshall County twice and coaching in the Marshall County Hoop Fest which is one of the big events in the country, not just the state, the country. They invite teams from all over, you know, um, the country, the top prep school teams, top high school teams to play, and I've, I've been able to go down there twice. The gym is awesome. I mean, it's like an arena. You know, it's, it's got seats all the way around. It's got that upper bowl. The, can, the food is great. The concessions are great. They've got that end zone where all the college coaches sit, and then they got the other end zone where they have the span, you know, the home student section with it and everything, and it's a great it's state-of-the-art facility. And it's awesome, and they treat you well, and they got the locker rooms underneath the, you know, up underneath the bleachers, and mm-hmm. it's a great, great gym. I really, really like. It's one of my favorite places I've been um, to play, and it was really, it's just a tragedy what happened there. And um, I really want to give a shout out to everybody around the state that mm-hmm. took a moment this week, whether it was doing a moment of silence, whether it was raising money, selling shirts, whatever it was. I think that the state of Kentucky really high schools in the state of Kentucky stepped up and did the right thing this week and um, honored those kids the best way that we could. And, you know, now it's this time for healing and everything, but I think it was great what happened around the state and how much um, attention, um, unfortunate attention that it got, but mm-hmm. that, 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 our, that our schools and our kids and our coaches around the state were able to honor them and take a moment um, for that community this, this week. Well, it goes to show you that even though, you know, we're we're all here kind of talking about basketball that it's actually bigger than basketball. You had a Always. bunch of kids you had a bunch of kids doing the right thing. You know, kind of Kentucky was an entire community in this last week and and I appreciate yeah. seeing that, you know, from here we had Paintsville painting, you know, kind of memory stones for their mm-hmm. for Marshall County's memory garden. You know, Coach McKenzie here at Johnson Central, he Stop the you know, stop the warm up to give a moment of silence and honor Marshall County and you know I got thousands of tweets about you know this team or that team wearing orange and blue and you know I, we're kind of partial for orange and blue that's our logo colors so I you know I just I've never been to Marshall County but I know their coach and he's a great guy um, yeah I just I feel terribly for what happened and I hope that kids learn to reach out to one another, to love one another a little bit better. You know, maybe maybe things like this could be preventable if we mm-hmm. just we, we focus on kindness. You know, and, right. and I think that this week it kind of woke us up. You know, we always thought that Kentucky was a safe place, that it could never happen here, but it can happen anywhere, people. And I'm telling you, you've got to make sure you take care of one another, no matter what. So, right. yeah, definitely, definitely something very sad that's happened in our state, and we're – our prayers are with Marshall County and, and the whole town of Benton. Right. Um, and we'll we'll try to move forward after you know after that with with some games to watch for next week. Um, so, as I mentioned earlier, Brown Station Scott County play again this week, yeah. so that's a big one. Um, there's there's three games 
in the 11th region, in the 43rd district specifically, how we talked mm-hmm. about how LCA right now is the third, would be the three seed in that district. Mm-hmm. Lexington Catholic and Lafayette play again this week. And then yep. Lafayette and Lexington Christian play this week. So Lafayette right now is in the driver's seat in that district. They're undefeated. They're 5-0. If Lafayette mm-hmm. wins this, these games this week, they're done. They're the one seed. It's a done deal. You know, okay. Catholic, Lexington Catholic only has one loss. So they've got a chance to, to, to make themselves a case for being the one seed. And then LCA still has to play Lafayette twice and Catholic once. So that district is still not done. Lafayette's in the driver's seat. That's a huge deal in that district to get the one mm-hmm. seat. Um, so those are some games that I look around, in my area at least. Um, well, you don't want to be game. in Central Kentucky and find yourself in the 2-3 game. That's just really uh, no. That's just really the no. the end of it there. Like the 2-3 right. game, I want to say a majority of the time the three ends up upsetting. You just don't want to be in that game. It, it's a big deal. Big crowds, mm-hmm. big pressure. So, to me, yep. in Central Kentucky, district tournaments are, are some of the most entertaining basketball that you'll see. Um, right. I, Christian County and University Heights play, I think that'll be a good game to watch uh, just um, because Mad- of their, their yeah. rivalry. So. Right. Madison Central and Ballard, we talked about that earlier. Yes. Um, that's um, a big one. I, you know, Paintsville and Johnson Central play, and everybody kind of uh, knows how, how much people hate, hate Tigertown. Um Knox Central is traveling to Douglas, and while that's not like a rivalry, I think that's a good opportunity for East, for Central Kentucky to see Markel Turner from Knox Central because he mm-hmm. is a dandy. That would be that would just be good if you're if you're kind of into seeing who's who and and you know things right. like that. They play Friday. Another one, another one that that sticks out to me in the mm-hmm. fifth region. We've got Larue County playing at home against Adair County. Now Larue yes. County is eighteen and two in that region. Mm-hmm. You know, Adair's twelve and seven. Now Adair, we have talked about Edison. They play, they play some tough teams this year. I've knocked, I've knocked Larue before because their schedule isn't necessarily what I would call the toughest thing. They have their two losses are mm-hmm. by twenty, are by twenty to John Harden and by thirty-eight to Scott County. So right. they, the two two teams that they played that are pretty good, they've struggled with. Now they're eighteen and two. I have a friend in Larue County. That after my pod after our podcast every week decides that I need to put Larue County in the top five in the state of Kentucky. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go on that limb. I want you to play somebody. Okay, you played two good teams and you've lost to them. Now I'm not knocking Larue County. They, their schedule is what their schedule is. Yeah, this is a chance for them. They play a team in their region, Adair County, mm-hmm. who's you know pretty good. That'll be a good mm-hmm. test for them. So, um, so you know, are, are you that, that telling game, him to shine game. this week? Is that what you're doing? And I, I'm, I just want to see – I want to see LaRue get that signature win before I'm willing to talk about how they need to, you know, be a, a top team, talk about in the state. And, right. I, and you know, Adair, Adair's a chance because they've got Zion. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're not the best team. We've talked about that. But Adair did beat – you know, they've won some games lately that, you know, they've gotten themselves kind of turned around, I guess, getting used to it. They did beat John Harden. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and John Harden beat LaRue. So LaRue and Adair is another game – there um, this week that I think is a, is, a, is a game to watch if you're in that area of the state. I would lo- I love Larue County, so I would love to be able to see that game. I wish I didn't have a full-time job. I would be watching basketball all day today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and – do you have anything that you're uh, you're wanting to tell us like it is? Yeah, I, I do. I do have okay. That. What are you mad about this week, John? I am mad about what happened at Caverna High School to Coach Josh Davis. Now – I am biased in this because 
you know, Coach Dave is one of my friends, and he um, is a very good guy, and I've mm-hmm. known him for a long time. And I want to preface this by saying that Caverna is not an easy job. It's a very small school. Um, they are in a, a district with Hart County. I'm, and by district, I don't mean basketball. I mean their school district. Yeah. You know, Hart County is a big school. Caverna is a very small school. Caverna is not an easy job. And I think that, you know, Coach Davis had done a really good job this year. You know, obviously we had talked about Joey Howard before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and, I, and listen, I don't speak for Kayla on this, and I don't speak for anyone but myself. And, you know, he, he resigned his position earlier this week. Um, and I don't want to get into too many details, but basically, you know, he, he, tweeted, a mo- he, he tweeted a motivational tweet which was really he retweeted or quote tweeted, if you if our people know what that means, right. tweet. And some people there in the community took it the wrong way. And they said some things that they think he meant some things that weren't true, and people ran with it. Right. And he did not get any support, and he did not get any backing from people in that community, and he felt that he had no choice um, but to resign. Where and is I don't, his uh, and, and administration? I well, I don't want to get. I'm not going to call out administrations. I'm not. Right. I, I'm going to just say this. You know, um, I don't speak for Josh. Okay, I don't speak for. I don't speak for Coach Davis, but he is a friend of mine, and I know him, and I've known him for a very long time, and I know his intentions, and I know the kind of man that he is. He's and, a great guy. And the fact, the fact that there are there are adults in that community that would have the nerve to run this man out of town after all he's wanted to do is be successful at Caverna. All he's wanted to do is help kids. And I can, and I can tell you that from the bottom of my heart, I know that. And it, it drives me crazy. It makes me so angry that there are people that have nothing better to do with their lives than to bring down coaches and to bring down kids. This is the same argument I have every week. We talk about how we're tired of these people sitting in the stands and bashing coaches and bashing players and bashing officials, okay? You people have no idea how hard it is to be a coach in this state. Nope. It's ridiculously hard. Take away the wins and losses, okay? Coach Davis is is somebody that cares about kids, okay? He's always tried to do the right thing. He, he He's a really good guy, and I it, it bothers me that he was treated the way he was treated. It bothers me that he was not given the support and the backing mm-hmm. by some people in that community that knew better, that knew, that still to this day know that he's a good guy, okay? Right. Um, and having said that, you know what? I don't ever have any intention of applying for a job in Caverna. And if I did, I'm sure that this will come back to bite me. But that's mm-hmm. fine. At some point, you have to stand for what's right and not for what's easy. Right. And what they and what and what happened was completely wrong, and I just want, I just you know I want it to be known that I it bothers me, it's unfair, and I support Coach Davis. I know the type of man he is, and I know the type of coach he is, and the type of guy he is, and I hate that it happened. I don't really right. want to say anything else about it other than what I've said, but that's what my gripe is for the week. That's so what's kind of me so kind of this is a shame on you moment to everybody else. I have nothing yeah. else to say than what I just said. Well, I know that, that he's a great guy and a great coach and the things that he's done at Caverna just in his I mean, he got hired in twenty sixteen and they you know, they've been in the conversation since then, so he's 
he's made some changes and, and made an impact, and, and you could always tell that he cared about his kids. So why don't you want people, men like that, coaching your kids? Why would you not support people that – that you know that we're in it because they love the kids. None of us do the, these things for money, and you're badly mistaken if you think that because there's not enough money to be had for the stress of being a coach. So I feel for I feel for Coach Davis, and I hate that it happened. I hate that it went down like that, and I don't I don't blame you for being mad, John, at all. That's that's a pretty good five minute rant. Um, we'll talk about. The state tournament draws coming up this week. That's Wednesday, Wednesday. Yeah, we got a lot of draws this week. We got yes. district district draws for these three districts that decide they don't want to play everybody every week. <laughs> anyway, I wish that would change. Uh, okay, state tournament draw is like one of my favorite things ever. I don't know Wednesday. why it's almost like a like a holiday for me. It's Wednesday. Uh, yes. So make sure you are checking in with us because we'll tweet as we find out information. The you know bracket. So that'll be fun, and I always. Do you have any? We got any predictions for who's going to draw who? I've got one. I've got one prediction. The eleventh region will draw the twelfth region because they've drawn the eleventh and twelfth have drawn each other five of the last six years. Okay, that's the prediction. And and the Louisville schools will be on the same side of the bracket, and two mountain teams will draw each other. That's my prediction. Okay, that was going to be mine every year. That was going to be mine too. I'm going to say a mountain team draws a mountain team because it always happens that way. Yeah. Um, I hope I hope it's pretty balanced. I mean, we got lucky. The all A was pretty balanced. It was. I hope that it's balanced because, as you know, attendance has been down a little bit at the state tournament, and as you also know, nobody travels better than a mountain school. It's fact. Okay. So if we could get those mountain teams spread out a little bit, you might see a little bit better attendance, maybe a better chance of some advancement. I don't know. But I just I hate that we basically come to the state tournament and play the region finals all over again. Or, you know, that's that's the same thing for the 6th and 7th region, too. They end up Well, the 11th and, and the 11th and the 12th. Well, yeah, I mean, it would be nice if somehow we could put the ping pong balls in separate containers. Uh, it's all it's, it's about the best way we're going to be able to do it for now. But uh, I know uh, I'm, I'm going with 11th and 12th. Each other I'm just going to have my fingers but, crossed. So, so hopefully since we predicted this, because we're not really – we haven't really batted a 1,000 on our predictions yet – so since we're predicting this, maybe it'll be different. Maybe we'll maybe. in maybe. the right way. Maybe. Let's go with let's talk about our top five. You go okay. first this time because okay. you make me go first every week. I okay. have mine, but I just want to. No, I've got, I mine. Just, I've got mine. Okay, I just want to put you on the spot this time. Okay, so. that's fine. Uh, I'm going to move okay. Scott County to number one. They had a big win at Bryan Station. Woo! Um, and and then you know Trinity fell, so. I've got room on this bandwagon. I got a seat beside of me. I'm not on a bandwagon. I'm just giving. <laughs> I'm I'm being. A, I'm gonna keep it real. Okay. Okay. So, okay. I'm going to put Scott County at one. I'm going to drop Trinity to number two. Um, you know, they, they did lose a game without one of their better players. So yeah. um, I'm going to drop them, but just the two. I'm going to move Ballard up to three with a big win over Fern Creek. Yeah. I'm going to put Covington Catholic there at four. They, you know, they they beat Cooper last week while we were doing our podcast. We talked about that. And they mm-hmm. keep on, you know, that train keeps on rolling. So, um, I'm going to put them at four. And then at five, you know, it's tough. I think there's a couple teams that are pretty deserving. Um, you know, you know, Fern Creek probably has top five talent, but they're yeah. not really playing that way right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you can talk about Butler. You can talk about Dawes. You know, there's a lot of local schools. You can talk about, you can talk about Bryan Station. You can talk about Madison Central, Lafayette, mm-hmm. and the 11th. But even though they lost to Dunbar and they were shorthanded, you know, we talked about Eric Boone not playing. I'm going to keep Brian Station in my top five. I'm going to put them at number five. 
Okay. Um, you know, so I'm going to go Scott County, Trinity, Ballard, Covington Catholic, Bryan Station. That's my top five this week. Mine are a little bit different this week. Um, yep. Similar cast, kind of. Also, before I say, LaRue County, you're not my top five. Prove but we love wrong. you anyway. Prove me wrong. <laughs> okay. Number one, Scott County. That's not changed. Until right. somebody dethrones them, I've said it week no, by week. I'm not sure. I'm not sure right now. There's, I mean, they're undefeated against the teams in the state of Kentucky. So I hope I'm giving everybody in the state some bulletin board material when I say this week in and week out. Scott County's my number one, and they will remain my number one until somebody knocks them off. Mm-hmm. Number two, you're going to be a little bit surprised, but I'm giving Butler that nod. Oh my um, gosh! Okay. Sorry, no, nineteen and two. They're just, you know, they're playing good basketball right now. Cubcast. Trinity, and then Ballard. I knocked Brian Station out of my top five, but they're, I've got them written down as honorable mention here. So, right. But, but like know. I said, those, there's, those, there's, a, there's about a three or four team right I there. I can't wait top, for, so. the, for the text and the tweets from you guys about Butler being my number two, but I'm ready for that. Got, you know, got big shoulders. I can carry that weight. I think, I think, I think Butler is definitely a top ten, top six, seven team. I'm not yeah. going to put number two. But, the, hey, that's that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion like I'm entitled to mine. Right. So I can't wait for the next loss, and you guys slam me with, with nice things to say about it. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's my top five. Scott County, Butler, Cubcast, Trinity, and Ballard with okay. a with a 5A, well, 5B, Brian Station. And I kind of want to give a shout-out to Louisville Collegiate because I do every week. I think Coach S is just doing great things there for them to be a small school. Mm-hmm. He just really got it going on. So, uh, he's, he's he's up there in his region. Yeah. All right, you got anything else, Sean? We need some shout outs. I got some shout outs. Okay. As usual, I got a shout out to my group my group text that they've suggested some things and I got a text this morning at like eight o'clock. Today's the day. When's the podcast? You know. <laughs> they look they look forward to to hearing it. They're um, gonna keep peer pressuring me. I had to I had to sit and finish it up at my desk at my real job on Monday because your buddies were just like, Where is when is this podcast coming out? My initial my initial date and time was Monday at like five PM but right. I've been dropping it at like twelve and one on Mondays. They're gonna end people, up pushing Monday. Yeah. Uh, um I wanna give a shout out to a buddy of mine, Jason Alexander. Um, I don't know, some of y'all might follow him on Twitter. He's a big Jason guy. Jason is my guy. dude, and he gave he's us a really good review on He on did. ITunes. Well, he's another guy. We we joke around a lot, me and him, about the 11th and the 12th every year going to draw each other because he's a Boyle County. You know, his kid plays for Boyle County, so yep. he's a big Boyle County supporter. He loves his 12th region basketball. Um, so um, he he's a really good basketball guy. I don't know um, if y'all if y'all want to know some stuff about hoops, you can follow him on Twitter. Um, we can get, I'm sure Kayla can can uh, retweet some stuff, some stuff he's done, and he he also does some stuff for um, CN2. They they interview him and stuff about what's going on around the state in high school mm-hmm. basketball. He's a he's a good knowledgeable guy. I want to give him a shout out. He does a really good job. And, and he's very um, fair. I know. Unless I know he's going to lose. I know he's going to lose a lot of sleep this week. Where in the the 12th region is going to get a bad draw in the state tournament. So, um, but uh, <laughs> and he and I will talk him. about it for the next three days. I'm sure. Yes. So. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so I want to give him a shout out. And um, my group. I already said my group. As always, keep throwing that ball 35 feet in the air, brother. That's what you do do best. I will say so. you got any refs you want to throw shade at. So. Oh, I always got refs I could throw shade at, but we're not going to be anti-negative refereeing. We've talked. <laughs> I do have a ref that called three technicals in the last thirty seconds of a game, 
That's he, my dude. I mean, you must he, have. He, he, he's, he's big. Let me tell you something. He's big time. He's so big time that he refs in two regions. Wow. And he's hey, he's done state tournament. He's big time. He ta- he'll tell you he doesn't take any nonsense off people. I mean, you get three te- you get three technicals in the last thirty seconds of the game. You're you're saying hey, we're here to see me. We ain't here to see nobody else. Yeah. Listen, though, but no, he's a, he's a really good official. I just wanted to give him a little jab because give him a little nudge for yeah, three yeah. technicals in thirty seconds. But no. in, you know, in his defense, I think that somebody's got to get a hold of these parents and these crazy coaches and fans no, well, somehow. Hey, keep your so. mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. You won't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But that's all the shout outs I got this week. You got any? I really don't. You know, I already gave Coach S my shout-out because he's been listening a week in and week out. And uh, mm-hmm. Ken, and, Ken and Cole, of course, he gave us a great review on on um, iTunes, and I'm really appreciating those. I actually, John made fun of me for letting this get in my phone. Oh, yeah. But, See, but you, somebody, shouldn't, you shouldn't have said it. I, was I don't I was care. Get, I, was I, I don't think you – You guys, listen. You, listen. Listen real quick, okay? okay? Somebody out there that's listening, we appreciate yeah. you listening. We do. I'm glad that you spend an hour out of your day listening to our podcast. We did have some we did have some audio issues and we were trying to work it out and Caleb's been playing the background music over us and all that and somebody rated us a one I don't care what you you can rate me a one star and go I ain't gonna lose any sleep over it but Caleb got upset because one of you all I didn't get upset gave us a bad bad remark about the sound quality and about it about the volume and the music being played so we're we apologize Kayla you know she I didn't upset. get my feelings. Yeah. I didn't get my feelings. I didn't get my feelings. I have no feelings. Her feelings were almost as hurt as they were when Western Kentucky beat Marshall again. (laughs) Anyway, I think we resolved the audio issues. I appreciate everybody's feedback. Please be fair about your feedback, though. I know we're not perfect, but a one-star does not, you know, that doesn't equal. I mean, the crime wasn't, the punishment just wasn't fitting to the crime because a one-star for audio issues, to me, when our content is so good, just that's unfair. I would have appreciated the the feedback you left if maybe you had said two stars, three stars, whatever. But but at least be fair. We're fair on our podcast. Why can't you be fair to us? You know, I think I've worked out the audio issues. I'm not an audio guru, but I'm trying. So bear with us. We're I still bringing one. we're still bringing you the best the best information in the state. So. I have I have there. I have one more thing I want to do, and I think there's something we need to start doing. I, I, you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about the ref losing his toupee. Yes. I know some of you all watch the NFL and they have that "Come on, man!" you know segment where they make fun of things that happen. Yes, well, I we have a, talk I about have, the funniest thing. Yeah. I have my "Come on, man" segment this week. Okay. So okay. I'm watching. I'm watching the All A State Championship game today. Mm-hmm. Walton Verona, Lexington Christian. It's on prep spin. And I will say, Prep Spin, they have high-quality, you know, um, video. They do. HD. Oh, they're good. They're so but good. they're Lexington Christian homers, which is fine. Oh, are they? Say, I, didn't, I didn't notice. I, didn't I know notice. that. But he doesn't okay. look. Wes does a really good job. And he goes to he goes to a lot of things, and he, he, he's gone all over the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just, I know he's an LCA graduate, so I'm just giving him a hard time. He, he gets real pumped up when LCA is successful. So, anyway... So Gary, our guy Gary Ball, which everybody knows who Gary Ball is, him, and I'm not sure who his, who his partner was, but either way, they're broadcasting the game. And the guy that was doing the game with Gary Ball makes a comment talking about how, you know, he's really impressed with Walton Verona and what they've done. And he says, he says, I'm just not so sure if they're going to be able to get out of that region. they got to deal with Covington Catholic. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> 
How are you going to be on the state finals and you don't know what region Walton Verona is in? For all of you all that are in the ace, okay, they don't have to beat Covington. So you know what? He, he's right. He's right. They are going to have a tough time getting out of the ninth region. I don't know if Coven, I don't know if Walton Verona can do it. I don't. I don't think they can, John. So, so yeah, either way, I know it gets confusing because up in Northern Kentucky, you've got teams in the eighth, ninth, and the tenth, and I get that. But to me, you're doing, come on, man. You're doing a Class A state championship game. All you Let got me help. Is you don't know what region this team is. Come on, man. Let me help you all out. On our website, we have a map. You can go and you can search for region map. And there's a map that I colored myself. Mm. So if you don't know what region the school's in, educate yourself, please. I want to give a shout-out, speaking of the All-A, to Josh Moore for dropping a three on video (laughs) on the court. It only took him eight. He's he's mad at me again this week. Well, what's new? But I'm going to give him – Can I say why? I'm going to tell you why. Let me me throw my shade at my buddy, okay? It took him – I think five attempts to hit that three. So you hit one, man. It. You hit that one, it. man, and I'm proud of you. But come on, man. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> I haven't seen that video. He's mad at me, though. What did you do this time? I pointed out that LCA, congrats LCA, you know, they won the all eight. And I said, there are three seed in the district right now. And he, mm-hmm. he didn't get it at first. But, you know, Josh has made some comments that his personal belief is that the district tournament should be Definitely. done away with, right. and that the teams that finish one and two in the district should get the automatic nod to the regional tournament. So if that was the case, Lexington Christian wouldn't even be allowed to play in a regional tournament. Right, now, right. isn't that a disgrace that Lexington Christian should would not have an opportunity to make a chance for themselves? So you called that's, him out for it. Right, and he called me a party pooper. Well, that's a pretty good way to describe you. I think I'm going to give him this no, one because... Just don't, just don't tell me that, they don't, that district tournaments don't matter, bro. They matter. Okay. All right, Josh. We're, before it's all said and done, we're going to give you some thick skin. That's what's going to happen. Because if you're going to if you're going to kick it with John, you got to have it. And like I said before, I appreciate what he does. He does a good job. He tries his hardest. But I'm going to get you when I can. When I can get a chance to contradict you, I'm coming. Okay. Well, he, you do that to everybody. So I, I mean, I would be concerned if you weren't doing that. Actually, so I take it as a compliment. And I think I think we're done. You have anything? We're done. I'm good. Guys, check out our games of the week. Tweet at us. Let us know if somebody scored a 1,000 points, if somebody's got a winning streak. If something's going on, let us know. We want to hear about it. Let us know yes. if there's games you want us to discuss. You know, we discuss games about teams in the state and who they play, but if there's a game that's happened in your hometown that maybe it wasn't two of the better teams in the state but it's a real competitive game, let us know. We'll talk about it. Because I, yep. if, I, if I don't know about your team, I know somebody that does, and I will get the good quality information that – the content that we need to talk about. Exactly. So that's it for today. We're gonna you're gonna hear from us next week. We're gonna have some new content for you. Um, well, we'll be we, talking about the we'll be talking about the state tournament draw next week. We will. So that's a good one to tune into. But please make sure if you're listening every week to go review us on um, iTunes. Subscribe, which is the biggest thing that you can do for us. We're giving you all this information for free and we're doing this for your kids. So the least you could do is, you know, give us the, give us those stars and, and subscribe to us. So make sure you're reviewing us and, and help us out as we help you guys know what's going on throughout the state. I look forward to the next. We've got how many weeks left? So state tournament, six weeks, That's something six, like that. I believe it's six, yeah. Yeah, I look forward to the next six episodes, but John and I decided today we're going to try to carry on through the summer with, you know, kind of who's going where, who's signing where and, 
So you're going to keep hearing from us, and I look forward to seeing this thing grow. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Again, this is the Bluegrass Basketball Podcast, and we'll see you guys next week and Monday. Bye-bye.